Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and today we are diving in to the world of the sacred sexual priestess. So this is, quite frankly, my favorite energy and archetype. For me, I see the lineage of the sacred sexual priestess as like my work in this world. I see myself as a sacred sexual priestess and like all things, it can be in a way distilled down to the energy, the archetype of. So I think that there's actually a lot of women right now who whether you realize it or not, deeply resonate with the energy, the archetype of a sacred sexual priestess, maybe even feel called to explore it more, but you may not have had the languaging or verbiage around it because in the world of the sacred feminine, I don't see a lot of people talking about the sacred sexual priestess, right? We see a lot of um, in the sacred feminine space, we see a lot of talk about goddess, priestess, witch, um, maybe even like queen, empress energy. We see a lot of talk about specific goddesses. Then you have like in the sexual pleasure space, you have a lot of tantra and tantrika energy, which in actuality, I think tantrika energy and sacred sexual priestess energy are very similar, just slightly different verbiage and different um, spiritual paths, right? And so if you've been here for any amount of time, chances are you already know and have heard me talk about the fact that I don't really resonate with the idea of, uh, or not the idea. I don't resonate with the spiritual path of tantra. Now, I went through a 600-hour level tantric sexuality certification program. Um, So I can say and state that I have had a lot of exposure to Tantra and Tantric practices. And I think that there is so much gold in it, but as a spiritual path itself, I don't, I don't resonate with it. And I think part of that is I grew up Catholic and my lineage is that of Western Europe, basically, right? So my maternal lineage is Italian and like French German, that area, like the Rhineland, Alsace. Um, and my paternal lineage is Irish and also German. Um, so really Western Europe as far back as anybody can remember, right? So also Catholic, as far back as anybody can remember. But prior to that, my lineage would have been pagan, Celtic, um, and and Roman, um, occupied by Romans. Um, <laughs> and so I think for me, because Tantra and that, Eastern spiritual tradition is really nowhere in my lineage that I think that's one of the reasons why I don't deeply resonate with it. But I digress. Let's come back to the energy and archetype of the sacred sexual priestess. So I think one of the main reasons why this energy and archetype is not talked about a lot is because a lot of women within the sacred feminine space have not done 
really deep sexuality healing work. Um, it's not a judgment. It's not a criticism. It's just kind of an observation. And to me, the sacred sexual priestess energy and archetype is one that really, I think, helps women quantum leap and move through transitions. So I think there are so many of us right now who are going through deep transitions in our lives, deep initiations, breakups, divorces, um, losses of some kind, identity shifts, and it's a lot to hold. And as women and women who are deeply connected into the sacred feminine, we can hold that duality of the grief, of the mourning, of the moving through the loss and that transition, as well as the desire, the vision, the pleasure, the sensuality. And so to me, the sacred sexual priestess is the one that stands at the crossroads of all of this. And again, we can look at the priestess archetype as that in general, and it is. Um, but for me, the sacred sexual priestess brings pleasure not just to the forefront, forefront, but brings it into a sense of sacredness. And it's just, again, a different flavor, a, a, a very specific energy and archetype that is not talked about a lot. So first and foremost, we have to understand that sacred sexual priestesses were in fact things like they women were in fact sacred sexual priestesses in antiquity across cultures and across spiritual practices right so we can go back to inanna and her priestesses were trained in the arts of pleasure beauty sensuality and sexuality isis very much her priestesses were trained in the arts of pleasure and sexuality, right? In my opinion, I truly believe that Mary Magdalene was a priestess of Isis and therefore trained in the arts of pleasure and sexuality. Um, we can look at the priestesses of Aphrodite and Venus, right? And so the sacred sexual priestess in antiquity would have been a priestess who was in service and devotion to a goddess that was a goddess of love, sex, fertility, pleasure, death, and rebirth. And so their duties as a priestess were that of spiritual leaders of the community. And also people would come to the temple and pay some kind of um, offering, give some kind of offering, and some would engage in sexual, sensual, or pleasure-filled acts with the priestess, and the priestess was seen as the embodiment of the goddess on earth. And so for me personally, my work as a sacred sexual priestess does not include um, sexual or pleasure-filled acts with a variety of people in order to, at, like, as part of my devotional practice. My um, offering ministry work, however you want to phrase it, as a sacred sexual priestess is 
using sacred feminine and ancient feminine rituals mixed with sensuality, pleasure, sex magic, orgasmic rituals in order to further my own connection to myself, to the goddess, to my intuition, and to be that light for other women to help them awaken their pleasure and sexuality in a sacred way, right? So that is where I see my work as a sacred sexual priestess. But the women who held that title in antiquity, some would engage in um, sexual, sensual, pleasure-filled acts with people that came to the temple, right? And more than likely, the majority, if not all of the priestesses, who were sacred sexual priestesses would do that, but we don't have a lot of information about these women, and therefore I can't say that, you know, wholeheartedly. As with most things sacred feminine, the sacred sexual priestess was erased, was, you know, cut out of history. And it's no surprise that the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, the patriarchy really pushed for women to be controlled via their sexuality, to be oppressed via their sexuality. Because when a woman was truly in touch and sovereign within her sexuality, she could not be controlled, right? And so again, to me, this is where I see the beauty and the power of the sacred sexual priestess and why I think she's so important for so many leaders right now. Because the truth of the matter is we all have this like deeply ingrained good girl conditioning, this deeply ingrained like over-functioning, being the one that's doing all of the emotional labor, overachieving, proving your worthiness through how much you do. And we're fucking exhausted, right? We've seen time and time again that working harder is not necessarily what gets us what we want. And it definitely doesn't make us feel good. And yet a lot of women and a lot of leaders have a lot of blocks and conditioning around pleasure. So for me, when I first came to the work around pleasure and feminine energy, in order for me to lean into it, I not only had to like practice looking at what brought me pleasure, I had to really heal the religious conditioning that I had from 10 years of Catholic school that was really blocking me from leaning into pleasure. So my pleasure awakening went hand in hand with my spiritual awakening because I had to deconstruct all of the Catholic doctrine and conditioning that I had. I had to heal the religious um, conditioning that I had in order to lean into pleasure. But for me, it wasn't enough to just be like, wow, so much of what I learned like wasn't true or was just a form of control. I still wanted something spiritually to connect to, right? So that's where I shifted more into like the sacred feminine and and looking to rituals and moon cycles and coming back to like the cycles of the earth and like magic and witchy shit, right? But again, even that wasn't enough. And it's not that it like wasn't enough and I had to constantly be striving for more, but it was once I learned that there were things, people and energy and archetype called the sacred sexual priestess, 
I knew like to my core, that was the path that I was meant to walk because I had spent the majority of my life believing that sex and pleasure, desire, embodiment, full expression as a woman was a sin. Then to learn that not only was it not a sin, but it was sacred was like, oh, this is how I get to heal this. This is how I get to fully embrace this. Because again, for me, embracing pleasure just to embrace pleasure was not enough. I had to heal it. I had to reclaim it as sacred. And again, that's my path. For many of you, you might be listening to this and you might be just intrigued by even the idea of a sacred sexual priestess. And again, that doesn't mean that you need to like in any forward facing aspect of your life, call yourself that, label anything that. But to me, the sacred sexual priestess is this interface of like the taboo and the sacred. So she is the part of us that it wants you to own your beauty as much as you own your intuition. She wants you to know your way around your orgasm the way you know your way around a sage stick. She wants you to be devoted to sensuality and pleasure the way that you are devoted to meditation and being heart-centered. She thinks that being pussy-centered is just as, if not more important than being heart-centered. The sacred sexual priestess to me is the part of us that stands at the crossroads of the light and the dark, the taboo and the sacred, the sexy and the spiritual, the sensual and the holy, right? She knows how to hold duality. She is the gateway of death and rebirth. She is the one that will usher you through this transition, whatever the transition is that you're going through. Like when I'm recording this, we are in the midst of Venus retrograde. We just had the new moon in Leo, which was like, I think conjunct with Venus retrograde. So like lots of shit coming up, right? For many of us, a lot moving in terms of our relationships, our partnerships, our marriages, a lot falling away, a lot ending, a lot of us shifting in our identities, wanting to really recommit to the visions that we have for ourselves and truly not settle, right? And that requires um, moving through transitions, that requires us moving through initiations. And to me, the sacred sexual priestess is the one that ushers us through those initiations, not just with love and compassion, but also with pleasure and turn on. Like for those of you who are going through any kind of loss right now, any kind of big transition where there is grief, right? I think we see this model and I'm just going to use breakups and divorces as an example, because there's so many of us going through this right now, right? Where it's like, we see this image of the girl in sweatpants with like food all over the bed, eating Ben and Jerry's, mascara running down her face, right? Feeling only the grief, feeling only the loss. And 
And there can be a lot of fear, right? A lot of fear of what we're letting go of, a lot of the fear of the unknown that we're stepping into. And I am not saying that we're not meant to grieve. Not at all. I am not saying that we're not meant to honor the loss. Not at all. But what I am saying is imagine if you moved through this transition and initiation with, yes, giving yourself time to grieve, but moment to moment, day to day, feeling like the most powerful version of yourself while you did it. Imagine if you moved through this transition and this initiation that you're in feeling like, holy shit, this is the best thing to ever happen to me. Holy shit, look at the woman that I am. And that is what the sacred sexual priestess is here to do for us. That's what she's here to help us, help usher us into and with. It is that remembrance of the badass that we are, that remembrance that initiations are always for our highest good, the remembrance that we can take everything to and use it to go higher in our lives with pleasure. And so I would love if this resonates with any of you, um, if you feel called to join me in France the first week of October, I am hosting an in-person retreat called the Mary Magdalene Luxury Retreat. You can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash luxury dash retreat, or you can click the link below. Um, there are only a handful of spots left for this retreat. And we are diving into all things sacred sexual priestess. And so again, whether or not you feel called to do this as some form and integrated into your work, your mission, your body of work, or you're just like, wow, this is an energy that feels so um, activating and alive and I want to be there for it. This retreat is really for the woman who <laughs> wants to master the death and rebirth process, wants to bring forward her unique body of work into the world, wants to just like own the fullness of who the fuck you are and do it from a space of pleasure and luxury. And you want to merge this spiritual pilgrimage to Mary Magdalene's cave with uh, eating oysters, drinking rosé wine and flirting with the hot French waiters, right? So I would love to have you with me if you feel called to join. Um, and of course, you can reach out to me if you have any questions whatsoever. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, it just was something that I wanted to come on and talk about. And I'm sure I'm going to have so much more to be talking about in terms of the sacred sexual priestess, Mary Magdalene, all things this um crossroads of pleasure and sacredness. So with that, my loves, I will see you next time.